Well, here we are again. Well, yes. Welcome in, everyone. Back with uh, Mike and Johnny here. That's right. Another too good for a radio podcast, but not good enough for a podcast podcast. If this program were on the radio, it would be too good, and they'd have to shut it down, which has happened, I think, for the four or five, <laughs> four times, or five times now. We just we just find ways to continue to. Uh, you know, I have our frivolity someplace else. Our chicanery needs to be discussed. Yeah, but then when you put it up against, um, like, you know, the, like the New York Times has that really heady with Michael Barbario or whatever that guy's name is. Or whatever it's, NPR it's, podcast yeah, there really is. It's real heady stuff. You put it up against that, and it really, it, this shouldn't be a podcast. So no, but. It's not, it's not good enough to be a podcast. It's too good to be on the radio, and, and you're here with us. It's in the creamy middle, as they like to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a big, uh, big kind of announcement. You can now find us wherever you get your podcast. Oh, good. We're like on iHeart and Amazon and I think Google and Apple. Wherever you find your podcast, you can oh. go rate and subscribe. People might hear this now? Yeah, people might hear it now. The, fir- the first oh. ones were just trial runs well, I guess we better. to see if we'd actually stick with it. I guess we better do something. Yeah, that. exactly. So we better try to be entertaining, unlike the first five of these things. <laughs> now, now we have people all over the internet maybe listening. So we begin, if you are longtime fans of Mike and Molson, you know we were always very judgy about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Every yeah. year we get the ballots, and then they've come up with like five or six people that get put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I have the list. They announced it earlier this week. Of this year's class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is Rush in? Did they finally get in? Rush got in a couple years ago. Yeah. That that seemed to be the one that. Now, the big one that everyone was upset about was Judas Priest. Oh. And while Judas Priest didn't get in the conventional way, Judas Priest, pardon the pun, got in the backdoor way through the Excellence Award. Oh. So they're in, but they were not. They're part of the class, but they're kind of like the Veterans Committee from the Baseball Hall of Fame voted them in. That's lame. Yeah, I know. It's They're like, oh, yeah, we're in. We're excited. But it is a lame way for Judas Priest to make it into the Rock Hall want of Fame. That? Not if I'm Judas Priest. Not no. if I'm Judas Priest. Like, I'm Judas Priest, for crying out loud. That's right. Look at me. Yeah, look at me go. So I I've should be that in. one song that goes... Uh, breaking the law. Yeah, there breaking it is. The that's law. A, that's the and one. I'm living after midnight. I mean, <laughs> that's about the extent of yeah. their catalog. But, you know, whatever. So here is the actual... Now, the biggest thing about this year's class was originally, remember, Dolly Parton was part of the fan vote. And Dolly Parton oh, yeah. came out and said... I don't want to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think I deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so take me off the ballot. And then... A Dolly Parton thing to say. Right. But then a week before they were announcing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of this year, Dolly Parton recanted and said, hey, if they want to give it to me, I'm not going to turn it down. (laughs) So, shocking to no one, Dolly Parton is in this year's class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, for me, I say that's fine. Right, we've seen other artists that are outside the genre of rock and roll hall yeah. of fame. It's more about the rock and roll attitude, and I don't know of a more deserving, as far as a songwriter, as far as a humanitarian, an artist, an entertainer. I have no qualms with Dolly Parton being the rock and roll hall of fame. I think there's probably at least one Dolly Parton song that everyone goes, "Oh, that's a great song." Even like if you're the the heavy, if you're if you're going and seeing Guar, there's probably at least like <laughs> Jolene or something that goes, "Yeah, I I got to stop and sing along with that." Yeah, because Jolene has been covered by so many rock bands. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I think she gets a pass. Uh, up next, you have Carly Simon getting inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Another very prodigious songwriter. Oh, yeah. So I got no problem with that. The Eurythmics. Hmm. finally get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am not a huge fan of that particular band, but I understand in the context of the 80s and just Annie Lennox in general, 
I, I don't get really upset that they made it in. No, but although I can't really point to something. I mean, uh, yeah, very, very talented. And uh, uh, we, we, we talked to Dave uh, Stewart. Dave Stewart yeah, right? yeah, 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 really interesting guy. Um, but it's hard to point to something and say, wow, when the Eurythmics hit the scene, everything changed because it really didn't. Did no, it? It, no, it really, you're they right. Just they just kind of slid in there with all the other, all the other weird OMD and yeah. whatever it was and Thompson twins. twins and human league. And <laughs> I can never tell any of them apart yeah. to be, to be quite honest with you. Another band of that generation that getting in the rock and roll hall of fame, Duran Duran. Sure. I'm kind of surprised that Duran Duran took so long because they were one that was in that particular point, mm-hmm. but they also extended their career and were still, somewhat known in the early 90s. Yeah. So they were able to kind of change with the time. So I don't have a problem with them. Pat Benatar Pat gets Benatar. in it. So there's a, it's very 80s-centric sure. right now. Also getting in to this year's class, Lionel Richie. Now, I've heard a lot of people upset that Lionel Richie is getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I say, but Lionel Richie was with the Commodores. Yeah. Right? So I don't have a problem with Lionel Richie getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So why not put the Commodores in before Lionel Richie? Didn't they do that with, I, like, the Beatles and then Ringo got in or right, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think they've done that with a lot of bands. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure the Commodores may already be in there. Are they? I'm not quite sure. But Lionel Richie, as the years went on, I don't know how rock and roll he was. Like, Dance, with the ceiling, uh, dance on the Ceiling, Lionel Richie, I'm okay with. Hello, Lionel Richie. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Oh, what a feeling. Dance on the, uh, all night long, Lionel Richie, I don't have a problem with. But some of his, like, say you, say me, Lionel Richie, yeah. that's, that's bad Lionel Richie. Hard to, again, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> no. hard, hard to point to Lionel Richie and go, wow, when he came on the scene, everything changed. <laughs> it kind of did because everyone went, like, generic, mediocre pop sound. Well, is, was, was that his fault? Yeah. I don't know. There was a whole bunch of them right there, right? Right, right like, at that same time, Like, yeah. Phil, Collins Phil Collins was right weird. there. Uh, Stevie Wonder got all soft. Yes, the, uh, with um, a part-time lover. Yeah. Uh, who else was, was in there? Rick Ashley. That's yeah. when, like, all those guys kind of came together and mm-hmm. said, hey, let's make this most the most vanilla we can right. on the radio. Billy Ocean, <laughs> I would put in there as well. Yeah. So, Lionel Richie gets in. And finally, the last inductee into this year's class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think is a great choice. I'm a fan of the guy, Eminem. Oh, sure, he, yeah. He's one, though, I think you can point to that say when he came in, sure. things did kind of change. 100%. So I don't have a problem with him getting it. So that's your rock. Some of the uh, the bands that were left out include a lot of people upset New York Dolls didn't get in. They weren't a great band. They were a, they were great with fashion, right? They were, they were a moment in time. They were yeah. a moment in time. Yeah. The other one that's shocking to me is still not in is Rage Against the Machine. Right. Out of all, they're another band that when they came on, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I have to take notice to Rage Against the Machine. And the MC5 is another band. MC5 that, was another one that kind of yeah. got left behind. Yeah. And so it, it's, I mean, they, they've got this, they've got this, what is that, 25, 30 years or something. Yeah. And you have to be on the scene before. So it, so it, makes, like 20, it makes sense that some of the. 25 years since your first release, I think it is. Yeah. So it, it, it stands to reason that some of the 80s ones are popping in now because we got to go through all the 50s and 60s. Right. And, yeah. Uh, it, it's almost like they're doing it in order. Of well, it's this year now, so I guess we need to, <laughs> to let, fill it let up with these the, people in. I guess it's I guess it's the Eurythmics turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did the Go Go's last year. Here are the Eurythmics coming up next. Uh, I still know Joe Tex though. 
No Joe Tex. Still absolutely ridiculous. No Joe Tex. Yeah. He's not going to bump no more with a big fat woman. And was, Willie was, was, but wasn't he a nominee or something? Yeah, he wasn't was he? years yeah. ago. That when we that's how we found out about the ample catalog of Joe Tex mm-hmm. is because we I got you, huh? That's what put him on the map. Correct. And he was on the ballot, and we searched deeper. Bump no more with a big fat woman. Willie's dancing with a sissy. Those are all classic Joe Tex <laughs> tunes. <laughs> and he should be, he should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, moving on. To what's going on in Ask Reddit this week. This is an interesting one because Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness hits theaters uh, this weekend as, as the recording of this podcast. Long awaited. And so the question out there is the people who actually seek out spoilers for movies or TV shows that they know they're going to eventually watch. Yeah. Why would you do that? And I have an answer. Okay. Yeah. Why would you do that? I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to because I. I usually kind of get bummed when I see it. I mean, you still. You, there's still that kind of mystery of okay, how, how are we going to get to that point? This is what's going to happen, but how, how's this all going to play out? You don't really know. Here is when and why. Okay. I do it, and I know I shouldn't, but here is when and why for those of us who look at spoilers. Just for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, I know I will not be seeing it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I have plans. The following weekend, I also have plans. Don't know when I'm going to see it. Then we're getting close to me and the wife going on vacation. So it's going to be a while before I finally get around to seeing that movie. And inevitably, whether I want to or not, right, something about that movie is going to be spoiled for me. Okay. So whether it be from social media or just friends who, who are Marvel fans like myself. So that is why I have already gone out. And read the spoilers of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, so that I know what's going on. I, I so that don't way, understand I, the why. So that so now I know what's going on. So if it is spoiled, I don't feel I don't feel bad about it because I've already spoiled it myself. You self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. So I don't now have to worry about a conversation or what I hear. I don't have to live in a bubble because I already know what's going on. I'm still going to go see the movie, right. and it's also going to give me more. Reading the spoilers, it's going to give me more of a kind of template and kind of background so I'm not confused by anything that may transpire in the film as well. But you you could still avoid the spoilers. I mean, there's still a chance that you could make it. There is a chance that I, that I possibly could. I just think you're impatient. There's part of that, too. There's part of that, too. I just think you're a little kid. And you want to know now. I'm that kid who's... I mean, you, I'm the kid you who seeks that explanation, and it, 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 none of it made sense. None of it made sense? No. The fact that I won't be able to see it for a while, so I kind of want to know what's going right. on. Because you're right. It's very likely that it will yes. get spoiled for you. Wouldn't you rather but be it's self-inflicted not... spoilering? What's the difference? Than someone else? Unexpected spoilering, to me, is vastly different than me going out to find the spoiler. But if you know it's going to happen... Because if I tell you now I can freely live as opposed to, oh, I can't click on that or oh, I don't know about that yeah. or la, 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 la. Now it's already been spoiled. By I don't way, have the, to worry the, about that. The big spoil is he's not that strange at all. He's actually <laughs> he's doctor kind of normal. Yeah. He's doctor somewhat off. He works in an accounting firm. <laughs> that's what he does. With his lawn has a very nice family. But that's that's why I chose to spoil it myself. OK, I don't. I Yeah. I did TV shows are a little different because I can kind of But you did catch it now, up. right? So yes. you know now what the, I know what the I thing already know is. now. And it has it You didn't just, have to do that. I, I didn't have to. 
But I was, to your point, kind of impatient and curious, too. I mean, if uh, if a week or two had gone by and you were saying, hey, I can't stand it, I got to know, then all right, that's fine. That, but you could have made it, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm now I probably could have because I, I made it very a very lengthy amount of time for Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I have fully intended to see that in the theater. Yeah. And so I made it a long way because it was out for Christmas and I knew I was traveling and then New Year's came up. And so I stayed away as long as I could. And it was like two months the movie had been out. Somewhat I knew what was, but I didn't know all the spoilers. And finally I was just like, okay, I'm not seeing it in the theater. I'm going to wait till home video, so I'm just going to ruin it. So I probably could have done the same thing with Doctor Strange. But Doctor Strange, too, is such a more intricate kind of weird multiverse storyline thing. That part of it was I want to be able to enjoy this and not question what's going on. So if I have do some research and get some background when things happen on screen, I'm not going to be going, well, why the hell did that happen? Yeah, why is he selling life insurance? That's not strange. <laughs> that's not strange. Well, it all depends on what kind of life insurance. If he's if he's selling earthquake insurance and we're not near a fault line, that is strange, okay. there, doctor. So there you go. There's my explanation for that. <laughs> Moving on. Here's an absolutely ridiculous question from Ask Reddit, which is why we are going to address it. What would happen if a Siamese twin committed a crime? Would the other twin just have to accept unlawful imprisonment for a crime they didn't commit? So one Siamese Siamese twin says, I'm going to do this. The other Siamese twin says, no, we're not going to do this. But somehow gets overpowered or gets, you know, chloroform. I'm not quite sure how that would be knocked out. They commit the crime without the help of the other part of the Siamese twin. Mm -hmm. How does that work out? Right. Do or they, or one, one twin is like a, a, a dastardly white-collar criminal, and the other one doesn't even know about it. <laughs> They're just <laughs> siphoning Bitcoin or whatever off the internet? How would you, how would you approach that? Yeah. Uh, this is a— uh, This is a conundrum, right? I, I, I know everyone's talking about Roe versus Wade right now, but I think <laughs> when, we, when we think about the legal ramifications of uh, a Siamese twin maybe committing a crime— uh, I think that needs to be discussed. Could, um, I, yeah, yeah, look, they both go. They have to. As much as you would like You're to claim. You're an accomplice. As much as you like to, right, as much as you like to claim, oh, it was, I, I was unbeknownst to me, you mm-hmm. attach that person 24-7. Sure. Right? You shouldn't, you may not be able to read all their thoughts, but you should know what they're supposed to, what, what they can and cannot do. And legally, even if you were knocked out, Right, and they were—they would still need your appendages, probably, right, to sure. in, in order to commit that crime. What do you get? I mean, to plead ignorance here there's a seems number beyond of the pale there's to a me. Number of things you can do as a Siamese twin. You can, you can, you can tie your own shoes together. <laughs> uh, you can, you can smack the gun out of the other one's hand. Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, there, you can, um, uh, you can punch yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. There, there are many different ways to ensure right. that the crime wouldn't happen, right? Couldn't yeah. you call 911 on yourself? Be like, hey, a crime is about to be committed unless the phone is in the other pocket and you can't grab it. But Possibly. Still. The, only thing, the only thing that I could see happening is if one were wearing a disguise and the other <laughs> didn't recognize who the hell are you? Where'd you get here? Who are you? Why is this? I don't know. I, I thought my twin was next to me. <laughs> who is this individual with a mustache and now right. glasses? Saw some fella walk in and yeah, open no liquor store, but I was just sitting here minding my business. Yeah, I don't think we solved anything there, but I think they both have to go. Uh-huh, yeah. I think they both yeah, have to go. You got to do your best. Citizens yeah. arrest something. Exactly. Uh, we move on to something we've done in the past, but have not done yet on the podcast here. 
Stop me when it gets weird. Okay. So if, are you armed with the bell? I got the bell. So for ah. those who are new to this or just discovering us, uh, what is going to happen is I'm going to read a story here. And then Johnny, when he thinks it's weird, is going to ring the bell. All right. And the hallmark of this is usually there are several points at which it could yes, possibly right. get weird. Exactly. Definitely. Indeed. So here we go. This story begins with two sets of couples that are going on a bit of a camping excursion. They, they, run, a, they run a cabin in the woods. All right. And this is happening in North Carolina. Now, the particular area that they are renting said cabin, as of late, there have been stories regaled of a Black Panther out on the loose attacking folks. Okay. All right? So they're out there. Something transpires. They forget a phone charger back at the main cabin. They're out in the woods doing their thing. All right? They've been playing games, and they've been drinking, doing their stuff. So the two men go back to the main cabin to grab a phone charger. It is then that the women decide, hey, we're going to play a prank on them, all right? We're going we're gonna to pretend that maybe we're the, we're the panther or whatever. We're going we're gonna right. to play a prank. We're going to prank them. We're going to show them what's going on. Right. So We're going to get a Siamese twin in disguise. So um, they basically they're going to be outside the house, and, and it wasn't going to be an attack of the Black Panther or anything like that. They were actually going to throw a dozen expired eggs at them. So we're going to throw rotten eggs. This is going to be hilarious, hilarious. Frank. They're going to love smelling like rotten eggs the rest of the night out here in the, in the wilderness. So uh, here's what goes on. One of the guys said he was told by Nichols that when uh, the, they heard, so the woman, the two women are talking, when they heard the men returning, the one woman squatted the ground to hide while the other woman, Buchanan, bent over from the waist to, to shrink. So they're like, all right, here they're coming back, hide. So the one squats down and the other one just kind of mm-hmm. bends over, right? Well, apparently the one who bent over passes gas at that point, which causes both women to start laughing. Uh, yeah. So armed with rotten eggs, they're going to egg these guys in an area where Black Panther attacks apparently have been reported. She bends over, and then they, they start laughing because when a fart is ripped, you have to laugh. That's just the way it is. The problem is the men who were positioned above the women hiding heard the laughter but perceived it as growling and sticks breaking. <laughs> Both men then also saw a dark... Were they, at, were they laughing like Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they were laughing like they were Jason in Friday the 13th. <laughs> so both men also say they saw a dark figure and perceived it to be the beast and a threat. So they proceeded to fire multiple rounds oh, in the direction no. of the shadowy figure. That's when it gets weird. Uh, I feel like it's getting weird now. Yeah. They, they believe it was growled and was moving. According to one of the individuals, one of the women, after multiple rounds were fired, they heard Nichols screaming for help, the mm-hmm. one who had bent over and farted. Both men immediately dropped their guns, ran to help. They found a Buchanan laying on the ground and unresponsive with multiple gunshot wounds. Jeez. Oh, they provided first aid until the responders arrived, but eventually she perished from her injuries. Oh, no. So the, the farting woman dies. Because they laughed because they were going to throw rotten eggs at these guys who thought that the that fart and the laughter was a grumbling, roaring beast. And they just willy-nilly just fire at the bushes and kill one of the women. Do you think it's one of those things like, you know, just when your senses are heightened, like when you're home alone, 
uh, and you just start hearing things, and it always sounds worse than it really is. That it, it could have, yeah. I mean, it, I, I, it's. Did they think it, it was a hyena? Was that was that how loud? Like, <laughs> it depends on it depends on the what what kind of laughter we're talking about. Did, what laughter sounds? What laughter sounds know. like growling? Unless they're trying to hold it in because the I far they're that, like. I think that's what it was. I think they were trying to hold it in. Yeah. You're right. You're right. When you try to hold in laughter, you sound like Ernie, and that could sound like sticks breaking. But can you just do you do you just fire off? They were I above them. Do you just fire off into the bushes no. and hope for the best? No, these guys should not be armed ever. No, not at all. So unfortunately, this ill-fated prank yeah. ends up in someone perishing. What happened to the eggs? I don't know what happened to the eggs. Did the eggs get shot too? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it seems like uh, because because you know what that, is that, that a smart prank though to begin no. with? Not that I'm putting anything on these women. I feel bad that one of them has perished, but that's a, th- that doesn't feel like a smart, especially yeah, no, but she was the gassy one though. Yeah, because <laughs> she ate too many of those damn eggs. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: if you know that your significant other is armed in the middle of the night in a dark forest. Why the hell would you? Because here's the thing: even if it had gone to plan, right, right, that, that that everything had worked out perfectly and the eggs were thrown, someone was still getting shot, right? Probably, probably in that particular yeah, instance. Absolutely. If you know they have such a quick trigger, why the hell would right. you even decide to do that? Because then, yeah, they would have said, "Oh gosh, I, I thought I was back in Iraq, and they were, you know, they were throwing rocks at me or something." And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just why starts, would you do that? Blasting into the dark. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it have been better served? In this particular situation, then, to maybe smash the rotten eggs on their path of walking and lock them out of wherever they had to be. I, I, there's yeah. if, if that was your end game to just unleash or don't even worry about the rotten eggs. Dutch oven the guy later in the night <laughs> if you're that gassy. Obviously, she had one in the chamber. Ready to go. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ill-fated, ill-thought out from the get-go in this particular p- prank. And you, you hear stories like this and you go, I wonder when they are having a lot of fun. Because if this is their peak of fun, what does fun look like for these people on a regular basis? Because they thought they had something amazing going on here. That's true. If you thought throwing rotten eggs this at was your boyfriend be... and fiance walking back in a dark wooded area is your idea of the pinnacle of hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, hilarity, yeah, I don't know if I want to hang out with these people. Yeah, uh, sometimes when you have a bad sense of humor, you, you, you're going to get shot. <laughs> I think that's probably. Amen. I, you know. Ask Dave Chappelle. He didn't get shot. He just got run over by a guy on stage. <laughs> right. I think that's just something you have to expect. And finally, here, ladies and gentlemen, we give, we visit Dear Prudy. And oh, this good. one, this one, on its no awkward bone or anything like that. In this yeah. one, this one on its face, though, to me is a uh, is just ridiculous from the get go. All right. Here we go. Also deals with death, by the way. A lot of death in this particular okay. version of the podcast. So here we go. <clears throat> this woman starts. I was gifted a very expensive stroller from my former employer when I got pregnant with my son. I've been working for them since I was a teenager. The problem was, by the time my son was three, he had outgrown it. It seems I gave birth to a little giant. My sister-in-law was pregnant at the time, so I offered to loan it to her. Unfortunately, she ended up miscarrying at the six-month mark. It devastated our entire family, and it's been months and everything for the baby is still packed in the nursery. My sister-in-law can't even bring herself to open the door. My heart bleeds for her, but the problem is I recently found out I was pregnant again. My cycle has always been irregular, and my husband and I have to regularly use condoms because of the adverse side effects birth control has on me. Money is very tight. Even with me watching a neighbor's children weekly for cash, my husband and I struggle sometimes. 
There's no way we could afford another stroller like the one that we had previously. And now it's just gathering dust. My husband and I are arguing about what to do. He feels that even telling his sister about her pregnancy will hurt her, let alone asking for the stroller back. (laughs) My view was it was a gift to me and a loan to her. And we were all crystal clear about that fact. Yeah. And I'm very sorry about her loss, but in a little over four months, we're going to have to have an absolute need for it. She's not needed anymore. She ain't got no baby on the way. What should I do? I'm half tempted to just go over there and sneak it out of the house, but that feels cowardly. I don't want to hurt my sister-in-law here. So the husband's premise is even mentioning the pregnancy might be... Tip off the, the sister, his sister. A, a bit triggering. Yeah, because she just lost a baby you know, a few months ago. Okay. The sister's going to know at some point. I mean, at some point, there's going to be a, a, a kid walking around. Yeah, correct. Where'd the hell that guy come from? Is <laughs> Where's that guy say. or girl? What? Where did that, where did that little human show? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, exactly. How did you not tell me about that? Do you, but don't you wait until that point to ask for the stroller back? Because I don't know. I, I've never had kids. All right? uh, I don't know from kids. But do kids need a stroller the first, I don't know, few months yeah, you're always taking babies out for walks. They love that kind of thing. Babies love walks? Yeah. A three-month-old needs a stroller? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just thinking... Yeah, th- you'll, you'll use a stroller right out of the gate. <sighs> okay. But I but it, in my thought process is... You can, I can put them in your pocket. What are you going to do? You gotta <laughs> I don't do know. Something. You have backpacks, right? <laughs> you got the little papoose holders or whatever it is. Yeah, you can uh, do that too. Um, but my thought about this is, to your point, if you're you're five months pregnant... At some point, the sister-in-law is going to know. His sister is going to find out. Mm-hmm. One way, baby bump, new human. Don't you allow her the opportunity to then offer the stroller back before you go in and say, hey, sorry about what happened with you. Yeah. But we got a kid. Can I get that stroller? Uh, you know, can I? We're going we're gonna to need it. Sorry. We're just going to need it. Don't you wait for her to maybe offer it up I before, think, yeah. before? I mean, if, if, it's, if it was so expressly you know, kind of agreed upon that I'm just loaning you this particular stroller. Don't you give the sister dealing with that loss the opportunity to give you the stroller back before you think about sneaking into the house and stealing it out of the room? When she loaned the stroller the first time, did she go through that whole list of my irregular cycles and we have condoms and, and uh, things like that? Because it, it, sound, it sounds like it sounds like she tells that story a lot. It's like, yeah, hey, if you... I'm just going to loan this to you because my cycles are bananas <laughs> and the likelihood that I'm going to get pregnant any moment now is high. And I'm telling you, your brother's got to wrap that thing up <laughs> more than you know because I just don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. He has like laser accurate so, sperm. And so and yeah, just, I mean, and I can't take the birth control because the irregular site. You're right. She kind of gave that information yeah. more than she needed to. Um, you know, I, I, look, I, I think it's a delicate subject. It's, right? it's delicate. I think sometimes we assume people, I think people who are hurting want to be talked to and we, yeah. we kind of do this weird tiptoe Egg, thing yeah, around. Yeah, the eggshells um, and like, oh, we don't and, know. And so I think, I, I would hope that she would say, oh my gosh, great, you're having a yes. baby. Uh, hey, by the way, Here well, of course her. you can yeah. have the thing. You bring up a great point because that's what Prudy says. She goes, you're being practical and compassionate, but also putting the stroller before the, well, strollers don't have horses, but you get what I'm saying. You can choose not to tell your sister-in-law about your pregnancy if you like, and that may be the thing that she needs right now, but she's going to find out eventually, like you said. So your husband's objection is moot. You're five months pregnant, so I assume there's a point coming up very soon when the rest of the family is going to find out, and if that hasn't happened already. Prior to that, 
It might be helpful to reach out to your sister-in-law and her partner, if she has one, and have a conversation about how they're doing and how you can be supportive. Miscarriage doesn't have to be a silent burden for parents. I think with regard to the stroller itself, you're letting your anxiety about money create problems that don't exist yet. Four months is a long time, and anything can happen in your sister-in-law's emotional life. The main thing that will happen is that she's going to eventually find out that you're pregnant. She may volunteer to give the stroller back without prompting. If not, you really have four, really five, maybe even six months before you have to have the conversation about getting the stroller back. You won't be strolling with a newborn straight out of the hospital, so there's a little wiggle room for you when you actually get it. Of course it. you will, Prudy. I just said that. You put it, <laughs> the kids love that. And you will get the stroller back or perhaps save enough money to get another more affordable one, and your sister-in-law will start to heal from this loss. You have time, and time is what you both need, is what Prudy has to say. Throw a stroller baby shower. But, okay. Bring only strollers. Here, here's the question on that, right? You throw the baby shower. If the sister-in-law brings the previously loaned stroller, <laughs> does she have to bring another gift? Right. What, uh, that, was the stroller originally a gift, or was it just a, hey, stro- here, no, the here stro- you can have so this? The stroller was originally a gift to the original, now pregnant, irregular but it was also lady. a used stroller. No, no, no. It was a new, it was a oh, new, it was a one, new one given by her former employer, okay. who she'd been with for years and was leaving. So as a, hey, you know, you've been with us since okay. a teenager. We've seen you grow up. Here's this fancy-dancy stroller. She then has the three-year-old outgrow it, and so she gives it to the sister-in-law on a loan. Right. She expressly intended. regular cycles. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen. And so now, if she throws a shower, right, which she probably will, if the sister-in-law comes in, God bless the sister-in-law who's gone through this devastating thing, I'm okay if the sister-in-law just comes back and the only gift she brings is that stroller. Mm-hmm. Even though it was supposed to be alone. Right. I don't think she has to bring another gift. Do you? Nah. If she gets invited. Nah, nah, nah. I, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she can. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's the only wrap thing she it up, bring. Make it look like it's new. I don't even think she needs to wrap it up. Nah. I think she just roll that SOB in <laughs> and be like, here's your stroller. Right. Good seeing you. Thanks yeah. a lot. I'm out of here. Right. Have a cupcake. A little yeah, bit of lemonade. Go. Exactly. Because, once again, the way they're kind of tiptoeing around, you don't know if she even really would want to be at one of those things. Does anyone ever really want to be at one of those things? No, I don't think so. I don't know anyone who gets excited about a baby even like shower. Even the baby who's there against its will is like, come on, can we stop this commotion that's going on out there? <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to get a nap here, yeah. and you're squealing about, oh, what's the baby going right. to be? What's the baby going to be? You're making diapers out of toilet paper and yeah, putting what them are, on your they, head. Why, why are games involved? <laughs> why are like all these weird games yeah. involved? Like dropping the the clothespins into the thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I really. I yeah. really don't. I can't. You just be like, hey, I'm having a baby. Bring presents and be done with You're it. Gonna get like I get. You like get I get that. The baby's gonna. Can't you just wait till the baby comes home? Right. Why well, you got to do the pre baby thing? That I don't know. That that I, don't know. I, I don't get it either. I really don't. Yeah. I have no use. Don't ever invite me to your baby showers, and just give the the stroller back. Be done with it. Did we solve things today? Uh, I think so. I think if a Siamese twin uh, commits a crime, unless the other Siamese twin is in a costume mm-hmm. or something like that, should also go to jail. You got to do something to stop that. Right. Um, we we we're okay with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of inductees. There's some that are a lot of meh, but you know whatever mm. it may be. Uh, got to put the year of the mix in there sometime. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're eventually. Uh, and if you want to check out spoilers on your own accord, I'm okay with it, Johnny. That's, not so much. That just seems like you're. That's just silly to me. And don't hide. Don't hide in the woods in the dark and throw rotten eggs at people that you know are armed. All right. All right. Yeah. There we go. Go have a great weekend. Exactly. Enjoy yourself. Done and done.